Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 10002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 10002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment, open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 10002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, the U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now... Welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews. We have for over 13 years now. We've been asking the entrepreneurs of all one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Dennis Mulgannon, and today we're going to be talking about the WaveMax franchise opportunity, a high-tech laundromat optimized with contactless service. We're going to talk to Dennis about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. Stick around because we have a great show. Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand? The opportunity to take control of your future and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach. Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry, and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top-performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal. Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone, and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste, and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily, and it is delicious. You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. 
franchise interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 13 years now, we've been asking the franchisepreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Dennis Malganen, and today we're going to be talking about the WaveMax franchise opportunity, a high-tech laundromat optimized with contactless service. Let's go right into our interview with Dennis Malganen. Maybe we can go like, you know, we could, because, you know, looking at the history when I was studying WaveMax, Dennis, I thought maybe, you know, we can kind of like go back to the beginning and you can chat through the history of WaveMax. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So Mike Roberts is the founder of WaveMax. And Marty, mm-hmm. if you don't remember, I've been on a couple of these with you over the last yeah. decade or so. Yeah. So um, he founded in 2012 in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, he's from the franchise industry on the uh, supplier side. And he kept looking at businesses that um, he could reduce the amount of employees because what he was Mm -hmm. doing is he was working with a lot of quick service restaurant operators, right? Right. Right. So they would have an average of 30, 40 employees per store. And what he ended up saying to me, which was very interesting, he goes, they're HR departments. That's what they are. They're not Mm -hmm. in the fast food business. They're in the HR business. And so he kept looking. He looked at car washes, and mm-hmm. he looked at laundromats. Those were the two that he thought could have some semi, semi, because there's no such thing as a passive business, but semi-passive, true semi-passive business ownership. And um, went through the laundromat. I mean, not the laundromat, but the car washes, trying to figure that out. He's in Florida, so you know, good for him. Mm-hmm. That's right. definitely. And um, and then he stumbled onto laundromats because he wanted to look at those two, and he. He figured it out, and he's a uh, you know he's kind of like a mad scientist in terms of data, right. and he figured out that you know what happened to the laundromat industry because we you know nobody thinks about it right we don't think right. about it as you know because we generally don't use them but right. he ended up figuring it out from a mathematical equation from a uh, right sizing from you know the amount of equipment everything and right. you know, he pitched me in 2017 and um, I wasn't interested because I was much more of a service you know mobile right. service guy from the franchise right. side with you know home care assistance junk king flying locksmiths nerds to go. But, um, you know, he challenged me to, to look at his industry, and I did. It's interesting, Dennis. You know, it's funny. I, I don't know why it took me so – it just it occurred to me like about an hour before interviewing you is, you know, we're going to – in November will be our 700th podcast, and I don't think we've ever had this concept on the show in, in 700 shows, 14 years it'll be, you know. And I said, wow. I said, you know, this is really interesting. And you have a knack, too, not to embarrass you, but I know you have a knack for franchising. You know what to look for and you know what's going to work. So, I mean, were, th- were these the things that kind of attracted you to WaveMax? Because I know you're very selective as far as, like, you know, who you work with. Yeah, it's um, – I, I, I always tell people, listen, I don't take sexy brands to market. I just don't. <laughs> I, um, I look at underserved industries. Um, mm. You know, service industries that need to be aggregated or rolled up, meaning, you know, service levels are really bad. Right. Generally, it's, uh, you know, everybody's a sole proprietor and they're a chuck in the truck and they're running their own business. And bring in professional ownership who never turn the screwdriver, but, you know, manage, you know, it's classic line, right? Right. Work on the business, not in the business, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And that, I've had a lot of success with that. Good for me. Right. Um, so when Mike pitched me, he challenged me because he sent me some financials, and I was a little bit intrigued by that. And I, I knew yeah. nothing about, but I did grow up in the '60s, 
with a single mom and, you know, raising four right. kids, we were right. at laundromats all the time. So I was, mm-hmm. that, I was that snot-nosed eight-year-old, you know, so I kind of remember <laughs> that a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it intrigued me enough. So what he, what he told me, he goes, Dennis, go out and look at 10 laundromats where you live. And I live in, again right. in the Sierra foothills. And so I, I go, okay, fine. That's a great challenge. So I go out and I look at 10 laundromats. And I actually, and he goes, he goes, half of them to two-thirds are going to be what I call zombie mats. And, I'm, and mm-hmm. I go, oh, my God, I love that term. It's amazing. Right. So I go out, and I went to 15, and he was completely wrong. It was 90% were zombie mats. Wow. I mean, I wouldn't do my laundry there, let alone walk in. Right, right. It was so bad. And so, you know, that intrigued, right? So he sent me some financials, which I was impressed with. And, you know, I'm still going to vet that and make sure it's accurate and pull tax returns because that's what I do. Um, but – yeah, I was intrigued because I'm like, wow, what happened to this industry? So right. I mystery shopped all the major manufacturers. I'm not going to give out names here, but all there's sure. five major manufacturers. Okay. And um, I, it was like very easy for me to understand what happened. They're in the business of selling equipment. They're not right. in the business of ROI, I right? See. So right. It, 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 you know, it didn't take me too long to figure that out that, you know, they overbuilt stores way too big, way too much equipment. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they would take them back and then resell them to some other person. And that's what happened. So what you have is nobody investing, right? Nobody right. reinvesting into a laundromat. It becomes a zombie mat at the end of the day. And that's what happened. You wonder why it took so long, Dennis, for somebody, you know, to, to, to pick up on this. And, you know, I don't even know how big the industry is. I mean, you, you probably know better than Five I do. Five billion. But I mean, Five billion. Is it really? Is it that big? Yeah, it's five billion. And 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 here's the wow. fun part, Marty. Um, so the traditional customer that we think of as a laundromat customer is mm-hmm. the do-it-yourselfer, right? They walk right, in, they you know they have whatever. They're there for two hours and they're out and they're doing their laundry. Well, right. what's happened in our industry is um, you know mobile and commercial have just mm-hmm. taken off. So we've been test marketing in Knoxville, Tennessee our mobile residential and commercial services only in one market. We wanted okay. to make sure we did it right. And yeah, we blew it up. So we are now opening mobile, which means, so there's, there, there, there's three customer types there. There's okay. traditional customer that does it themselves. Right. There's drop off, wash, dry, fold. Hey, I bring it in on Monday and I pick it up on Tuesday. And then there's the mobile customer that says, Hey, I'm going to put, you know, kind of like, uh, uh, you know, dry cleaning. I'm going to put the bag out on my doorstep. You pick it up on Monday and bring it back Wednesday or whenever. Right. All wash, dry, fall. And that market is on, you know, it's just on fire. Absolutely yeah, on imagine. fire. And the commercial side, too. So even with the pandemic, you know, laundry is an essential service. You know, the federal right, government designated it. So, you know, we're in that nice sweet spot of being able to uh, – facilitate growing those two segments of the business outside the scope of the traditional customer. I learned, you know, doing the show 14 years now, and then, and you know this already, Dennis, but I always understood that like the, the, the 100th number, you know, it was a 100 units was always like the milestone. And I know that WaveMax recently hit that milestone. So, I mean, you know, congrats on that. What does all of that mean for the WaveMax brand? Yeah, so last Friday, we, uh, you're 100% right, Jimmy Allen, who uh, is the COO of a, um, uh, of a large law, law firm group in, uh, in uh, New Orleans, mm-hmm. signed our 100th deal. So that was, wow. yeah, that was pretty exciting. So we celebrated remotely, but we definitely celebrated. Um, 
but yeah, so 100 units is definitely a, a really cool benchmark. Right. Um, we're a big multi-unit brand, meaning once somebody, you know, kind of feels it and, and opens their first, they want to open a second and a third. Right. Um, and so, you know, we today I'll just give you kind of the lay of the land today. We have 18 okay. open and operating laundromats. We're opening one every about 10 to 12 days right now. Wow. Opening. We have 25 that are under construction. We have 47 franchisees, and we have 100 units sold. So our average That's is about amazing. two units per franchisee, and um, yeah, we're we're very excited. That's terrific. You you have an as I mentioned earlier in the show. I mean, you have a knack for franchising, Dennis. So I, you know, you know if somebody is going to be successful in franchising, what types of characteristics do you look for then in in your WaveMax franchisees? And that's the question I was waiting for, because this is different. <laughs> so if we look at the brands, you know, last 12 years, I built seven national brands, Home Care right. Assistance, right. Blind Locksmiths, Junk King, yeah. Nerds to Go, um, yep. you know, uh, the, the Surface Experts, Wave Max, yeah. Children's Art Classes. This is unique because we're not a traditional – generally, people that come to me are – 75% of them are coming out of corporate America. Right. 25% right. are – previous small business owners, meaning, hey, what's my next widget? What am I going to, you know, they know how to run a small business, right? Right. We are non-traditional here. So I want to make sure, and under, so doctors, uh, you know, uh, lawyers, um, right. people that own other businesses, people that are high right. W-2 wage earners, that's who right. we appeal to. Because we're not the traditional where, hey, I need to replace X amount of dollars in X amount of time, but right. we're a great transitional, hey, three, five, seven-year plan, open two to three of these, and we're beautiful for transition. But we're not a traditional. So we're looking at – we're an investor market, so our investor model, let me say it better. And um, people are looking diversifying out of the stock market, out of the real estate holdings, retirees, and and definitely, definitely people that have a day job and want true semi-passive ownership because – once it's open, it's literally six to eight hours right. a week per store is what's required. So That's amazing. What, so I mentioned the training's probably a little bit different, too, like from other models that you've worked with, Dennis. I mean, so what is the training like then for your new franchisees? Yeah, we bring the owner to uh, Jacksonville. And, okay. you know, with COVID right now, we'll fly in and we'll do it mm-hmm. at the local store, too. Um, mm-hmm. And generally, it's going to be, you know, train the trainer model. So we're going we're gonna to train the owner. And if they have a general manager that they want to run the store stores, um, you know, because we've signed a lot of big multi-unit deals lately, a lot of quick service restaurant folks are looking at diversifying out of food and they're coming to us. In fact, we've got Buffalo Wild Wings' biggest franchisee who's looking at doing a massive deal with us. And we're um, we're excited about that, obviously, because he has the infrastructure in place, right? Right. So he's been able to open big restaurants. He can open laundromats, too. And Wow. And instead of 40 employees, he has four. So um, it's kind of attractive in that respect. Yeah, of course. Um, but training is, yeah, training is uh, basically, you know, we have a lot of technology involved in the business now, which didn't exist even three years ago when we launched. It's amazing. We've been, again, I'm going to be a uh, talking cliche here, but mm-hmm. we've been the game changer in the marketplace and our equipment partner um, you know, is, is Electrolux, which is a $12 billion company, and they're 
they've created all this new technology, and we were the beta testers for it. Um, and now we're implementing that. Things like Laundry Pulse, Laundry Pay, we can accept any kind of payment from mm-hmm. cash, EBT, credit card, debit card, doesn't matter. Our, our machines notify the customer when, when the wash is done or the dry is done, so they can go do something else, come back, and you know, things like that with text, you know, texting. So absolutely incredible. None of that, I promise you, existed three years ago. It's been insane. That's incredible. And, you know, one of the themes on the show, I mean, since March, Dennis, is, you know, we've been talking a lot about COVID. So, I mean, did WaveMax growth strategy change with, you know, COVID? So growth, there's two sides to that, right? Unit level mm-hmm. economics, which is what okay. I care about most. How are our right. stores performing, right? And right. number two is brand dev, franchise development, which is, you know, what I lead for the company. Um, I would say that from March 15th, through the mm-hmm. first week of April, we definitely saw a downturn at our mm-hmm. unit level economics, our stores, about right. uh, right. 15% system wide. And then we saw mid April, it just go through the roof. Wow. So our stores, month over month, are, um, <clears throat> you know, I can't, you know what, I, you know, I'm restricted from saying, we're doing right, of fine. Of course, I get it. <laughs> we're doing fine. And here, here's the great thing, Marty, is I would challenge yeah. anybody to, um, from March 15th through today, which is around October 12th, I believe, a lot right. count, um, yeah. has sold more deals than WaveMax has from a franchise development standpoint. We're, we're absolutely on fire. People are looking at diversification. We're, we're a pandemic-proof business. We've proven that. We, um, you know, the world is going towards mobile. That was pre-pandemic. I right, mean, my wife right. gets our toilet paper delivered by Amazon. Come on. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, yeah. we, so we're in the we're in, sorry yeah. about that, but we're in That's the right okay, place yeah. at the right time because right. mobile services are inherently part of our culture now, and, and that's the only way people think. So, you know, residential customer, um, you got a couple of kids, mm-hmm. you don't feel like doing the laundry, put it out in, a, you know, in one of our bags, we'll pick it up, and we'll bring it back the next day or maybe two days later, whenever you want, and it's all washed dry and folded, and it's a great value, too. And it it's is. the most profitable part of our business, is to be quite frank. So that's amazing. It is. It's a fantastic service. So, what markets? I mean, are you? Are there any specific markets that you are looking to grow, Dennis? I mean, it seems like you know this is, of course, you know, a national concept. But I mean, right now, are there any specific markets that you're looking to reach? Well, the best way for me to say it is that um, I can tell you our three hottest markets. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. going to be Denver, mm-hmm. Phoenix. And uh, all, the entire state of Texas. I mean, okay. we just signed a five-unit deal uh, with a syndicated investor group for San Antonio. Um, we just signed two two-pack, two-unit deal for Austin. Um, DFW. I think we've sold 13 um, Dallas-Fort Worth. But any MSA, well, the most exciting uh, store that we just sold that we're about to open in mm-hmm. is Omaha, Nebraska, and here's why: we're going to be wow. an anchor. We're going to be anchored by Walmart Superstore. So we are extremely excited about that because generally laundromats are not welcomed by retail. Right, right. Right, because because of the history of poor performance. We are welcomed. They're actually coming to us, and Walmart came to us and said, hey, you guys want to do a test store with us? We're like, "Uh, you think so? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, so it's exciting. So we're going to be opening that store in about 30 days maybe six weeks, might be four to six weeks is what I was told. And so we're, yeah, we're really excited about that store because, you know, if we can just kind of, uh, it's kind of like what uh, 
uh, Jamba Juice did with Starbucks, right? Starbucks right. bought Jamba, right. and right. they just opened next door because they knew it was the same customer. Of well, course. here we are. So. so now that I have you on this show, Dennis, I mean, I have to ask you, you know, and I, I know I've asked you this a long time ago, but I mean, with all of your knowledge, you know, in franchising, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Because you know that there's so much out there. I mean, I think we're up to like, they say like 3,500 different systems in the U.S. alone. But where does where does somebody begin if they want to buy into a franchise? Yeah, so I, I have a, you know, I'm a KISS principal guy. I'm not a SWAT mm-hmm. guy. Okay? Right. So I've always <laughs> lived by that mantra. And um, I always say if you can get Amazon to offshore and get done on the Internet, you're probably not going to be around very long. Yeah. So I love my service businesses, and I treat WaveMax as a service business. I truly do. Right. Because right. we don't do anything, you know, per se, proprietary. Mm-hmm. But we build beautiful, well-lit, safe stores that, you know, we'll open, a, up, open up across the street from another laundromat. We will because we know we're going to post right. those customers. So, because we're going to give them a better experience, and that's what we do. So, and then if you look at all the add-ons of, you know, mobile delivery, wash, dry, fold, all that great stuff, the commercial side, um, you know, it's huge. So, you know, who knows what the world's going to look like tomorrow, a week, a month, a year. But I, I I stay true. Just this is just personal level, not to any anybody listening today. But I stay true to those three things. You know, if Amazon can come in and take me out, eh, I don't want to be in that business. Of if course. they can get offshored, so it, you know there's no requirement for it to be done in the U.S., eh, mm-hmm. I stay away. If right. it can get done on the Internet, eh, I stay away. Of course. Because those you know, wipeouts, right? They can wipe out your business. Right. So I love companies where you have a professional person get in a car, drive somewhere, turn the screwdriver, mm-hmm. and then go back. And that's, you know, if you look at all my businesses where, you know, mm-hmm. seven business, I have over a thousand franchisees in my systems now. So wow. I, uh, you know, that's, that's how I look at it. It's very simplistic, but like today I'm going to get pitched. You know, I get pitched all the time, Marty. Right, I'm right. getting pitched as soon as we hang up. Well, in about 40 or 38 minutes, I'm getting pitched on a fitness concept, but it's a mobile because I would never even listen oh, to it. Oh, there you right? go. Okay, right. But it's a mobile fitness concept. So I'm intrigued by it and see if they know what they're doing. Because mobile is everything today. And if I had any advice, make sure somebody has to drive somewhere <laughs> to get Yeah, of to, course, right. To, right, to provide a product or service. So you've, you've, you've done a very good job at branding yourself too, Dennis. You know, I mean, because myself being involved in franchising, I mean, it, it, it's very common for me to come across your name. You know what I mean? I think you're well-known in, in, in franchising. But what, do, what do you like most about franchising? Oh, that, that's so easy because it's, it's, mm-hmm. I, I have four kids. So I have a 30-year-old, mm-hmm. a 27-year-old, a 13-year-old, and 11-year-old. Yes, full wow. spectrum. Yeah. So – it's when I go across the country. Like I was in Roseville, California, two days ago. Can't make okay. this up. And I'm driving. And I'm going to Starbucks drive-through, and I'm getting my uh, my uh, nitro coffee. I love that right. stuff. And yeah. I just happen to glance out the right side of my eye, and there's a home care assistance office that's about mm-hmm. to open. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's like having another child. It's like it's yeah. amazing. I birth. So uh, somebody sent Mike Roberts, the founder of WaveMax, sent me a picture like a month ago. And he right. goes, look what's out in front of my store. And I'm like, oh, my God. It was a TFL, Flying Locksmith uh, truck or van, wow. one of our vans. Wow, right, And so, right. you know, that's a really good feeling that you're birthing brands, right? And yeah. then, you know, I did, the, I did the television series for CNBC mm-hmm. and BYOB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it's, you know, hopefully <laughs> it's going to appear at some point here. But 
Um, you know, the world's kind of a strange place right now, but that was a lot of fun. And I got to, you know, I got to help people buy a business in a week and that was all legit and live. I mean, there was no, there was no BS in it. So it was, it was great. I mean, so no, I still have people taking, you know, the greatest thrill is where somebody who's been stuck in SWAT, if you will, Mm -hmm. and they go to kiss, you know, keep it simple, stupid. If people don't know what that means and SWAT is, you know, most people know because they come out of corporate America and they take that risk because, you know, we pass but through this life once. Right. Scott Fitzgerald, I'm, I'm re-quoting, but, yeah. you know, let, let's let's have a good time and, and live our lives. So. No, I, I like that. And I'm looking forward to the show. There's clips on YouTube on that, isn't there? I saw a promotion for it, I think. Wasn't there a promotion or something? Yeah, it? CNBC's been up and down about it and, uh, you know, they can't produce any new right, stuff. So right. hopefully they show my show, but... Um, I think if you Google, and I'll get this clarified, but uh, Franchise Scale or My Name mm-hmm. plus BYOB, which is the name of the show, beautiful name. Right, right. Um, <laughs> by, it was, it was cross-promoted as Buy Your Own Business or Be yeah. Your Own Boss, of course. Right. Things that are true to us, right, every day. Great. So, um, but I, I don't know if it's going to premiere this year or next year yet. Mm-hmm. I'm still, still waiting. NBC is a bigger company than Dennis Mulgan, so I just got it. <laughs> a little, right? <laughs> but it was produced by Brian Graydon Media, and people don't know who Brian Graydon was. He created a little TV show called South Park, and that's who wow. produced the show. So that was kind of cool. That's fantastic. That is yeah. that's really exciting. So, I mean, if you can look into that crystal ball, Dennis, I mean, if we're like talking like maybe three years, five years, I mean, where do you see WaveMax? Yeah, so generally my concepts are 100 to 300 units, meaning mm-hmm. we sell out at that level because they're right. service companies that we give big geography to. Right. Um, man, uh, we're, we're, we're definitely north of 1,000 stores. Wow. And, That's you know, amazing. I always tell people, everybody likes, go, oh, people are jumping into the space and, you know, oh, it's getting da-da-da. And I'm always like, listen, mm-hmm. right. get the real estate, put the machines down, we win. Mm-hmm. And that's, wow. so that's my, you know, it's a very simplistic, again, I'm a KISS principal guy. We're right. going to win if we get more stores open with like-minded franchise partners. And then we can add all these, like in Chicago, we're doing locker service in high-rise apartment buildings where they're actually going to put lockers in the lobby and we're going to okay. do their laundry. We'll pick up their laundry and deliver it back the next day. Wow. I mean, I know, I know. Amazing. So, the, John Choi, if you guys don't know John Choi, he's the... Uh, president of Hammer and Nails, um, which is a men's barbering and grooming, and he's also one of the largest franchisees for Massage Envy. You know, Massage Envy system-wide spends $34 million on laundry services. You don't think we're going after that book of business? (laughs) Of course. Oh, yes, we are. So John lives eight houses down from me. So I'm like constantly, hey, John, when are we going to do this, right? So um, we live in the same, you know, same area. So... But that, I mean, the, again, you know, everybody wants to overanalyze stuff. I'm simply, right. hey, is is there a shortage or is there a poor service levels in an industry? And that's where I like to step in and go, hey, I'm going to do it better because I'm going to I'm going to take a franchise model where people have a vested financial interest, but they're never going to turn the screwdriver. They're going to be the executive right. on it. They're going to work on the business, not in the business. And so far, so good. I've had a great run for 14 years. So. About as long as you've been doing podcast. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. It's great. Well, what's the best way, Dennis, for our listeners to get more information on WaveMax? Of course, there's the franchise opportunity, but maybe even the service itself. Are there any websites you want to plug? Uh, yeah. So WaveMaxLaundry.com. And if anybody, that's that's the site. And we're actually going through a big redo uh, right now on the site uh, with our, uh, our our partner Zero Gravity, which is our marketing mm-hmm. firm out of Connecticut. Okay. Um, and if anybody wants to reach out to me, you can either go to FranchiseScale, dot com, or my name, Dennis Mulgannon, which is not that easy to spell, but if you Google it, you'll find it. Oh, come on. Um, and, yeah, I'd love to talk to anybody. So That's great. Well, it was great to have you on the show again, Dennis. And I want to invite you back because, you, you know, it's always interesting talking to you. I always learn so much. And, uh, you know, we'll give you a call in another year or so and have you back on. Yeah, I would love to, obviously. Thank you so much, Marty. This has been my pleasure, Dennis. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews now over five years and almost 300 shows, and During that time, we've had some incredible quotes on the show. Today, we're actually going to go back to the most very basic elements of franchising. In fact, we're going to go back five years ago to our very first show we did with PB Loco, where Don and I get into the um, defining uh, the word franchise. We use references like uh, the great Dave Thomas. So uh, I I think you'll enjoy this edition. Um, You know, the criteria they filled out, uh, what they'd be comfortable in. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think probably another good place to start, Don, is to, you know, define the word franchise, you know, because a lot of times when I ask my business students for the definition of a franchise, their response is typically the same. You know, they'll say to me, McDonald's or Subway or Quiznos. And, you know, yesterday before the show, you know, I, I, I looked up the word franchise in the Oxford Dictionary, and it defines a franchise as follows. It says, an authorization granted by a company to sell its goods or services in a particular way. And, you know, that's a good definition, but it doesn't really help an aspiring entrepreneur understand what franchising really is. And I know you had a good definition we were speaking about from the book um, Franchising for Dummies, which I, I think is written by the uh, great Dave Thomas, who's gone on to, you know, bigger and better things. Right, right. But, I don't know if you have that. of Wendy's. Yeah, I do have that. It's a you do. book written by him and Michael Side of that's uh, right. Michael H. Side and Associates. I thought it was a... You know, really great definition. It's a little lengthy, but I think mm-hmm. it really sums it up, uh, the definition of what is a franchise. Right. And it basically says franchising is a system for expanding a business and distributing goods and services mm-hmm. 
and an opportunity to operate a business under a recognized brand name. Good. For example, uh, Wendy's doesn't franchise hamburgers. Right. Uh, and Midas, the you know muffler franchise, they don't franchise car mufflers. Right. They franchise business systems that deliver hamburgers and mufflers to customers with consistency mm. of the products and services and also the customer experience. Uh, it says a franchise occurs when a business, which is called the franchisor, the franchise corporate office is called the franchisor, okay. uh, they license its trade name, which is the brand, such as Wendy's or Midas, and its operating methods, which is a system or their system of doing business, to a person or group. The person investing in the franchise is called the franchisee. Okay. Uh, so I think that's important to bring out somebody's terms because absolutely, you know, the the, the franchisee is going to be the owner of the franchise. Mm -hmm. The franchisor is the you know uh, is the Wendy's or the Midas. Right. Uh, the franchisee, by buying into the franchise system, they agree to operate according to the terms of the contract. That's called the franchise agreement. Okay. The franchisor provides the franchisee with support and, in some cases, exercises some control over the way the franchisee operates under the brand. Okay. So that's what we mean before uh, about the pros and cons. Uh, you know, you're, you're in business for yourself. You have a much higher chance of success, but you're under the... But you're not uh, by yourself, as you say. You know, right. your franchising is, you know, being in business for yourself, but not by yourself. It, you know, one of the words that you said in that definition, Don, which, by the way, I mean, I think is probably the best definition I've seen, um, you know, since since being involved in franchising, is the most important word is, is, is system. And what do we mean by system is, is kind of like a method of doing things so you get the same result every single time. And the analogy that, that I typically give, Don, is that, you know, the franchisor is the teacher and the franchisee is the student. And it's very important that the student, who is the franchisee, trust as well as listen to the teacher, or the, who in this case is the franchisor. And they also must be willing to totally follow the system and not try to reinvent the wheel. Otherwise... It's already a proven system. And, and absolutely. That's why they're buying into it and paying a franchise fee, paying royalties. It's already a successful, exactly. proven system. That's why they're, they're investing in a franchise, much lower failure rate. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're right. You know, the, 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 the keyword system is very important here because someone doesn't have to go into and set up all this marketing and all these different things involved with starting up a business on their own. It's already been done. I mean, it's already done for you. just have to follow the system, and if you right. do that, uh, you're going to be successful in most cases. Absolutely, and I think that's what can make it difficult for some entrepreneurs, Don, is because, you know, some people are so entrepreneurial that they don't have the ability to follow a system. You know, um, it's kind of like, I, you know, the, the example I give is, you know, you buy a McDonald's franchise, and you say, you know what, I think that this cheeseburger is going to taste better with four pickles and a little more mustard, you know, and you just start trying to reinvent all these different things. It's not necessary with franchising. You have to be willing to totally follow that system. Otherwise, it's not for you, and that's why franchising isn't for everyone, and that's, you know, franchisers certainly don't want somebody coming into their their system and, and, and trying to uh, reinvent things, you know. It, yeah. it, you don't have to do that. Right. It's a good point. I speak to franchisors all the time who necessarily don't want to recruit or find an investor uh, who's had mm -hmm. a background in their industry to, to invest in them because Absolutely. they might uh, you know, want to do things their way if, uh, if things start off a little slow. They want people coming in fresh who can be trained, learn their system. Uh, and do things exactly what's been successful with their other franchise owners. So I agree. I, 
I agree. You know, I, another example I give Don is, is I, I ask, like, I call it the entrepreneurial scale where, you know, I would ask somebody, I'd say, you know, how entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial are you on a scale of 1 to 10? You know, 1 being low and 10 being the highest. You know, and if somebody said to me that they're a 9 or a 10, I'd kind of, I think I would push that person away from franchising, you know, because, again, these are typically people who are just so entrepreneurial that, you know, their mind is always going, and they just want to reinvent things over and over, and, you know, so those people should not go into franchising, you know, so right. it's very interesting points, you know. Yeah, and just one last part to finish up the definition mm -hmm. of what is a franchise. Good. I mentioned it before, but for people not really familiar with the franchise concept, uh, uh, it says for all this service the franchisor will give. It says, in exchange, the franchisee usually pays the franchise or an initial fee, called the franchise fee, right? Uh, and then a continuing ongoing fee. I mentioned a word before. That's called uh, a royalty. You know, usually uh, could range in the 2 to 5% range. It includes advertising and everything, but uh, uh, the franchisee uh, will pay a royalty. Uh, and that's basically to, for the use of the trade name and all the operating methods and system that we're talking about. So I think that's a great def definition of, uh, you know, the word franchise. It really just sums it all, it all up in just a few paragraphs. Absolutely. Um, you know, and as weeks go on, uh, we're going to be using these words a lot. Absolutely. Franchisee, franchisor. So that's why we think it's important to kind of just throw these terms out in the first show just to I agree. So people understand it. I agree. We have, you know, some of those definitions actually posted on our show page for Wolf Hawk Radio too, Don, but... So thanks, Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.